<laughs> What's happening? There <laughs> we go. All right, my friends, so it's a friggin' nasty-ass uh, rainy day on a Monday. Rainy days and Mondays <coughs> always get me down. Not, not a chance, not today, my friends. Heading down the office a little bit later than usual today, which is fortunate because I've had an eventful weekend. We have had an eventful weekend. Let's see, where do I start? So, as per the last podcast, I've picked my dad up Friday uh, night. Showed up around 7 o'clock. It's pitch dark. Got mildly lost upon arrival in, uh, when I got off the exit to, to my parents' house there. It's... It's a little double-wide trailer up there outside of Binghamton, maybe 30 miles. So it's rural. You know, it's, it's very rural, but it's, there are a lot of people that live around there as well. <clears throat> but it's not well lit. You know, no street lights up there. You got some house lights. I wound up going down uh, the wrong road. Took the, made a right instead of a left when I should have uh, known better. And wound up on a road for like five miles, very kind of unimproved country road with your, I could make out the silhouette of a a farm silo every so often, a farmer's field and a little creek or whatever I would bump over, like shit, I think it's up here, and my ways was going in and out of service. So, yeah, they're, they're relatively off the grid <clears throat> as compared with suburbia. Anyway, so I went up there, met everybody, threw a couple bags in the back of my truck. I slept over. The, my, my great nieces and nephews were there running around, getting them ready for bed. Um, and they're so cute. They're good kids. <clears throat> so, the, as stated, that. This is all about picking my father up. He's had some some health challenges. He's freaking 75 years old, which is crazy. I know people who are 90 years old that are are doing quite well, so I'm not going to say that he's old. I do feel like there is kind of an ageism thing. There's uh, no doubt about it. As we get older, our anatomy and physiology starts to decline, and we're not thinking and moving as well as we as we used to, and there is something kind of childlike about getting old. It's like you're returning from whence you came or something, so I'm seeing that with my parents, you know, and with my patients and my friends, where, you know, they used to run this shit, they used to run this world, and now they're relegated to sitting on various couches and recliners watching the news cycle and all the fear that the media, I think that the media has more of an impact on older folks than any other population for no other reason than they have the time to sit and watch all this crap. Anyway, my dad was 
sitting in this room in their in their trailer, which is a very nice trailer, by the way. You know, some listeners might think, oh, it's a double wide trailer. No, it's very nice, basically like a house. It's got two or three bed uh, bedrooms and baths and all the comforts of home. But he's sitting in this room in a recliner between dog walks and shit like that. He don't go out much. <coughs> so, he's been up there and him and my mom are at each other's throats. There's kids and grandkids running around. He just, it's crazy, man. It shouldn't be crazy, but it is. So he needed a break. They kind of had a blowout fight a week ago. He and my mom. And, uh, you know, when you're young and you can kind of bounce back and cool down, that's one thing. But when you're 75 years old and you had a stroke a year ago and, you know, you're a little bit frail, seemingly, it's scary. You know, so I offered, hey, Dad, you want to stay with us for a week or for however long? I owe it to the guy. He always freaking did everything for me, bailed me out a million times in every way. So he's a good man, and he taught me everything I know about being a good man or trying to be. And uh, I got a big heart for him. So he's, you know, we picked him up, slept over that night, didn't get much sleep, but, but I slept over. In a kid's uh, fucking Lego bed. And then the next morning, had some breakfast and hit the road. We sped down friggin' various roads. It was a beautiful morning. New text message from Milo. <clears throat> sped down the, the main roads out of the country and through the Poconos and finally to our house in suburbia. Not only after I got a ticket doing 87 and a 70, which, I mean, I could easily have been 87 and a 65, you know. But I dropped some service record stuff on and basically said there was a former Marine and took grab my dad and said, hey, he was a paratrooper. And the guy said, I'll see what I can do for you. And he gave me a $143 ticket instead of points on my license and all kinds of shit. Because my license is spotless. So, anyway, that was the mission. I took apart his, his recliner. You know, I, most furniture just breaks into two pieces. I put it in the back of the truck. Drove down on a beautiful day with some other shit some food and stuff, and we arrived at the house, we immediately cleaned up, got him settled in, he organized all his stuff, he seemed lucid enough, he, he's responsive, he's relatively strong, which, you know, considering how strong he has been over the years, I mean, this guy was one freaking big muscle, big Mike Oberst, he would freaking hop out of the, the car, it was big friggin' F-150, bra- shit brown, um, extended cab, extended bed, F-150 at the liquor store or at the store or whatever. And you have like a overalls or some shit on or 
this work attire and big dogs with gigantic spear tip on their the top of their head mastiffs and St. Bernard's and shit he'd go out and take them on a dog walk that's what he did every night he'd take these dogs ritualistically on a walk so <clears throat> anyway he's always larger than life like most of our dads right on some level you know, we always look to them for as a symbol of strength and all that so he, he was that for me get back to my house, get him settled in, and we headed right off to Sam's football game. We drove across town, Greg and watched a football game for two hours, stopped at various stores, Lowe's, showed him my office, settled in, and we were smoked, everybody, tired as shit. So we hit the rack. And, uh, of course, Mandy's very anxious because she's a great person and a consummate host and just wants to do the right thing by everybody. And, of course, she's shaken on some level that we have an addition to our house and the, just the unknowns about it, right? And anybody would be concerned about. So... But it was a good weekend. And he's settled in right now. He's walking through the neighborhood in a rainstorm with his jacket on and his gun club hat, East Branch, no, uh, Unadilla gun gun club hat. Because he always takes his walks. Mandy issued me a, uh, you know, like a, a grimace or a what the fuck sort of thing as he followed me out the door and I jumped in the truck to head down to the office he goes out on his walk he said I'll only go a couple blocks okay man <laughs> I don't have to pull some rescue mission so we're not pulling any milk carton shit I told him that I said dad we ain't pulling any milk carton shit this is my father if you've seen him walking around last seen on Country View Way in Telford that shit ain't gonna happen so he assured me that he wasn't gonna go far and I have every reason to believe he'll be back. Or else Mandy's going to send the kids out looking for him. Or she'll have to interrupt her work day and go out there and pick him up. Oh, God. So, listen, man. This is, what's, this is what midlife is about. Taking care of your family. Going to work. Trying to squeeze it all in. Parents get old if you're lucky to still have parents. And you got to take care of them. You got to start sorting their problems out. So, reminded him to take his medications, making sure he's fed and clothed and washed up, and and he's he's lucid. He, he knows more than I thought he would. Like he had this stroke I mentioned. He's got full full strength. He seems to have um, blunted his motivation more than anything. And I don't know. I think. When you have a scare like that, maybe it's like you think it could be game over. So then you clam up and you just sit in your recliner and you don't do shit. And that would be normal, you know, how most people would react. But I'm trying to think of some other 
interesting stuff that went on that we did. We took a walk down the creek and we threw some sticks, threw some sticks out for Melmy to retrieve. They all, everybody got a kick out of that. Uh, yesterday we carved pumpkins. Uh, I guess I'll end with this. So we're out there. Uh, if I, you know, this time of year, I'm carving pinekins, my pumpkins out of pine trees, pine tree slices, and uh, I need to make some headway on them. And he, he's that type of guy who likes good work anyway. So I said, hard work. So. I said, can you operate a, a circular sander? And he said, sure. But he hadn't done anything like that in months, if not years. So I was a little bit like, okay, we'll see. I showed him how to operate it. And explained that I was going to be carving them with a saw. And I laid out all my gear, my saws and all that shit. And I showed him that he was going to sand them down and clean them up. So then we could apply some spray paint and finish them. So I had him operating that sander, had him operating the torch. Uh, he helped me clean everything up. So he has a sense of this is the work to be done, and then after the work is done, we have to clean up, we have to get everything ready, packed up. You know, he, he he's got he has methods. He has standards that he's maintained. He's able to keep. So it was a great, a great time. And we finished maybe five or six pinekins. <clears throat> and then we cleaned up and went in for lunch and dinner and settled him in for the night. So he hasn't really been much trouble. And we're happy to have him at the house. My plan is to take him back up this Friday. So right now, he's going to have... This will be the test, these down days where I'm working and the, Maddie and the kids are teaching. We're busy in our work week, you know. So he kind of has to keep himself busy. And that's going to be a combination of TV and these walks, if he can do so safely. And uh, what else? I'm going to come home on lunch, the lunch hour today, and check on them, make sure everything's good, and go back into it, you know, back into the, the struggle. We'll see how it goes. Today is going to be a rain out, so maybe I'll have some cancellations on the schedule, and I'll be able to spend a little bit more time with them or get home earlier or something. I wouldn't count on it, though. So, uh, while we're out there carving the pinekins, a couple people stopped by. They've become accustomed to, to driving by through our neighborhood on their you know, way to and fro and seeing me out there carving things. And, oh, look who he's got now. And, you know, so they're telling me this. Hey, oh, is this, I love your work. You know, you're always out here working. We're always excited to see what you're making. And I love your pinekins. Are, are they for sale? And these two, this young couple got out of the, their car And we're talking about all this shit. You have two new text messages. Oh, good. He came back. So, uh... Talking to this young couple and another couple that were walking by. And they said, Hey, I, 
I said, yeah, this is my father here. It's my dad, Mike. And he's, my dad's a, not shy, maybe shy on some level, but he just doesn't like people too much. I think it's insecurity on some level or some strange fear that has always been with him. Uh, a little bit of agoraphobia, fear of the marketplace, fear of public spaces. Although we went out to Lowe's and he didn't, he didn't skip a beat. We walked around, got a couple items and left. Interacted with people. He, he was nice. He was fine. So I've been so impressed by all that he has been able to do beyond what I thought his capabilities were. But these couples, they said that, you know, uh, so we're, uh, oh, no, your dad, I figured that might be your dad. Um, I bet you learned all everything you know from him, huh? And this guy said that with kind of a, a knowing look in his eye as though, yeah, this had to come from somewhere. Is it nature or nurture, you know? You... This couple called me the Michelangelo of of car of wood carving, and I thought that that I mean it obviously boosted my spirits and my ego because sometimes I wonder how much carving I can actually do, or or how good I am, or is it even something to keep up with, or you know what I mean? As we all do, we get immersed in our hobbies, and then something takes us in another direction. We just don't have the time to commit to it, to become better at it, or to... I mean, I have a bunch of commissions right now. People want me to carve this, that, and the other thing. And I wish I had the time. But if I had the time, I probably wouldn't be getting all these commissions, right? I'd probably be like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Out here by a wood pile, carving, making a mess. I mean, I know... I enjoy the work, and I <clears throat> I know I'm pretty good at it. But anyway, it was nice to hear somebody saying, "Well, I bet you that's where you got this from," and that's kind of, that's true. You know, my father he never he wasn't really very artistic out outwardly. Like he wasn't always pursuing out by the woodpile, pursuing some sort of wood carving, making beautiful things. He was cutting wood in and stacking it into piles. He was like a process guy. But I've seen uh, some little pieces that he had done, art pieces that he had done when he was a, a boy, and drawing like Robin Hood swinging from a vine or some self-portrait or something, a landscape. And he was actually really good. I know I knew his dad. My grandfather was. A very accomplished artist. <clears throat> so I think that my father has all the comp, um, the capabilities in the world to be a phenomenal artist or good at anything. A lot of it was, I don't know, just not apathy, but he just didn't seem interested. He didn't seem like he really, it's something he wanted to do, or maybe he thought that was for other people, or he wasn't good enough. I can't pretend to know, you know, all that he's got, what his feelings are on the matter, but I think he is a tremendous person, a tremendous uh, artist and worker and father, and he ain't perfect, you know, none of us are, but it was nice to have that moment out there with him at, by the woodpile, 
and hear somebody come out and say, oh yeah, I wonder if that was your dad. Because people don't know him around here, but people know me. And so they see me, the woodcarver, out in my, you know, with the sawdust flying. They see me and they might know me. Or they might be familiar with me as a guy with the chainsaws carving wood. And they see him and they wonder, oh, you know what? I guess that's where, uh, I guess that's where he gets it from. So through me, people can get to know him. Probably in the last decade of his life. So that made me feel good. There's a lot of emotions and a lot of um, questions that I have around this whole thing. How I should feel. How I should operate. I'm doing fine. You know, I think that uh, I'm happy to have him staying with us. it It doesn't appear to have stressed me out tremendously. <clears throat> I'm comfortable with him staying with us, and I've, I'm comfortable knowing now that he's got a lot more capabilities than we might have thought he did. And I'm happy Dad's staying with us. So, we got another few days of it, and then I'll be heading back up the Northeast Extension to drop him off and we'll see what what he'd like to do with the rest of his days, you know, rest of his life. Where does he want to live? Does he want to stay up there in the mountains or would he rather come and, and uh, stay with us in suburban, suburban Pennsylvania? One way or the other, it's my duty to be a best, you know, the best son that I can and support him as he supported me for many, many years. I want to offer him the quality of life that he deserves and the independence that he deserves and the dignity that he that he deserves. I'll talk to you guys probably in a lunch hour. Obviously, these next few podcasts are going to be more of on a personal note because, you know, that's, that's my subject matter right now, so... Take it or leave it. Love and respect. Huh!